This is the Mormon Mixed Faith Marriage Podcast with Certified Life Coach Brooke Booth, episode number 25. Let's talk about love today in this podcast. Love and your mixed faith marriage. Love is written about, talked about, like so many songs, movies, TV shows, all about love. It's all over the place. You turn on the TV, turn on the radio, love, love, love. It's everywhere. In many of these contexts, TV, songs, movies, I would argue that love is talked about, but it's not really the focus of what's being written or sung about or discussed. A lot of times it's actually not love. It's some other emotion. So, Love as an emotion feels great. Like it really is an amazing feeling. Like think about when you're truly feeling love. It's a wonderful experience. Many songs, shows, movies are a little about love, but a lot about other emotions. Longing, disappointment, rejection, loneliness, fear. Maybe the fear of feeling disappointment, feeling rejected, feeling lonely, worry. These are often sometimes seen as love, but they're very different emotions. Remember, love always feels good. These other emotions, not so good. Not so good. Love is an emotion we feel in our body. We feel it in our body. We feel it. Others do not. Like the love we feel in our body, believe it or not, cannot be projected out and felt by somebody else. Now, yes, we can say things and we can do things that may influence those around us. So it's easy for them to think loving thoughts and feel loving feelings. But our feelings of love in our body do not project out and feel a certain way in other people's bodies. And you know this is true for these reasons. Let me walk you through this. So if your spouse were to come to you and say, I love you, and you were to think, no, you don't. You just want something. Or you're just saying that because you think you should. Or you just want sex. And I have thought all of these at one point or another. That is because what they they may genuinely feel love, but it can't just jump out of their body and jump into mine. I have all these thoughts that may cause me to feel love or may cause me to feel a very different emotion. Here's another example. Going to the grocery store just the other week with my son. And I'm like, what do we need to get? He's like, can you please get me jelly beans? And I say, sure. And he says, mom, I love you. My thought, I didn't feel love in that moment. He was, I suspect, feeling a great deal of love. I didn't because my thought was, you don't love me. You love jelly beans. And I felt a little cynical. Okay. Love doesn't jump from one person's body to another. We have all these thoughts that filter what people say and what people do. And then we may or may not feel love because of it. It's just not an automatic. If somebody feels love, then somebody else does as well. It doesn't really work that way. Because think about it, if it did, if others felt love or whatever emotion, and then that just transferred into our bodies, we wouldn't have agency. We wouldn't have autonomy. We wouldn't have choice. 
And this is important to consider because it ties into a concept around love I want to talk about now, and that's conditional love and unconditional love. So I'm going to define both and tie them into this idea that only you can really feel your own emotions. Let's start with conditional love. I would say this is probably a wee bit more common. And I'm going to share a story to give an example of what conditional love can look like. I read online or I hear clients say, how can they support a church you know, like this that is racist or doesn't treat women equally or that, you know, this, that, or the other? How can I respect them if they support a church like this? How can I love them? Respect and love are, can be quite similar. This is loving or respecting, if you will, with conditions. Because basically what you're saying is if I will love you more if you don't support a church like this. Or I will respect you more if you don't support a church like this. I will love you more if you change your ideology. I will love you more if you're somebody different than you are. Conditional love. Here's another example. A client came to me. So it's um, Old Testament is the curriculum being taught at church right now when I'm recording this. And recently clients have come to me about the Abraham and Isaac story. Um, and one client came to me and he's like, my wife will get upset if I teach the kids about morality versus obedience. My kids will get upset or my wife will be upset, you know, if I do this because she'll think I'm contradicting her. And his basic line was, if she's upset, I can't feel love. I can't feel good about her. I can't feel good about our marriage. And the underlying idea here is I need her to change so I can feel good. <laughs> so I can feel love. So I can feel love in my life and around her in this marriage. And this is an example of putting conditions on love. We're loving conditionally. If this condition would change, I could feel love more. If this condition would change, I could feel more loving. Now, I'll just a side note, there's a little issue on abdicating authority on one's own actions here. But that's another topic for another day. We'll pick that up another time. Right now, we're talking about love. I can't love her because she won't change her beliefs. I can't love her because she's going to react this way if I do what I want to do here. That's conditional love. Love is premised on conditions. It's the basic idea of like, I will love you more when you support me. I will love you more if you understand me. I'll love you more if you get me, if you accept me, if you validate me, if you agree with me. Here's another example. During COVID, um, that's, I would tell myself this, that it was so much easier to love my husband. He was home every Sunday. When he started to go back to church, this is what I found myself thinking. I'm not as important to him. Church is more important. And then I felt rejected, maybe acted a little silent and withdrew. This was me putting conditions on my ability to love my husband. Like basically, he needed to change so I could love him more. He needed to spend more time with me. This was me thinking if he spent all his free time with me, I would love him more. I was conditionally loving, putting conditions on my ability to love, my ability to feel love. Again, if my spouse would just change, just understand me, support me, agree with me, spend more time with me, 
I would feel better and then I could love more freely. And I see this over and over and over again in mixed faith marriages. One spouse offers conditional love. And this is fine. Lots of times we do it. I'm just looking at it here in the context of if you want to feel love more often, then you really need to look at the conditions you put on love. If you really want to feel and experience love more in your body and in your marriage, you need to be able to see what those conditions are and see if maybe you want to remove them. Because if you're conditionally loving your spouse, you're limiting the really good feelings of love you experience. You're limiting your ability to feel wonderful. You're putting conditions on your ability to feel this really good feeling. Somebody else has to do something, say something, be something in order you to feel amazing is a very disempowered way to live life. That's the problem with conditional love is now we have to get people to change, get people to act differently so we can feel love and we can feel good. It's really, if you've ever heard this phrase, giving your power away, that's what's going on here. Your ability to choose and feel love, you're giving that ability to somebody else for when they say the right thing, when they do the right thing, right in air quotes here. Then you say, then I can feel love. That's truly giving your power away. Because this means the only way you can feel good or feel love is to control and manipulate them. That gets complicated fast. There's one reason people say, this relationship is complicated. A lot of times because it's based on conditional love. Okay, let's talk about unconditional love. Now, unconditional love uncomplicates things pretty fast. Unconditional love sounds like you are you, you believe what you believe, you say what you say, and I love you. My feelings for love are not conditional on you doing something for me or you changing who you are or changing your beliefs. My teacher and mentor Brooke Castillo teaches it this way. She says, let them be the reason or the excuse to feel love. That's their only job, to be the object of your love. This is unconditional love. And, and I think about this, like, use the, your spouse as an excuse to feel love more because love feels great. If you feel disappointment, loneliness, worry, regret, rejection, remember, that's not love. Those are not the feelings we get when we feel love. Very different emotions. And oftentimes we feel these other emotions because we're putting conditions on love. We're putting conditions on giving ourselves permission to feel love. Now you can love somebody and not agree with them politically, religiously, how they want to raise children, financially, really, truly can. You can really love someone and choose not to live with them or spend time with them, really. Just don't use somebody and what they say and what they do and how they believe and how they go to church as an excuse to not feel love, right? That's like that's what I had to tell myself, Brooke, that's on you. That is your responsibility. If you want to feel love all of the time, if you want to feel love more of the time in your relationship, 
you've really got to look at where you're putting conditions on that love. And that's on you to change, not on trying to get them to change. Really looking closely at where I'm putting conditions. And if I want to feel love more, then I need to remove those conditions before I let myself feel that really great feeling of love in my body. Because everybody's 100% lovable. Everybody really is worthy, deserving of love. Everybody's lovable. It's whether we have the ability to love tells us whether we're choosing to love conditionally or unconditionally. Our ability to love is about whether we're choosing to love conditionally or unconditionally. If you want more love in your marriage, take a look inside. What conditions are you putting on you feeling love? How do you want, and this often looks like wanting them to change, do something, say something, be something different, because then you think you'll be able to love more. Can you remove those conditions? And then you don't have to change the person. Okay, if you want to go deep and explore how you can feel amazing love more, you need to look at what conditions you're putting on your love. What conditions you're putting on your marriage and on your spouse that are blocking you from feeling love more often. You want to do this work? Oftentimes, very helpful to do this with a coach. We do these things without realizing it. And sometimes we need somebody looking over our shoulder a bit and pointing out how we're conditionally loving others. So we can just let that go if that's something you choose. If that's something you choose to do. If you want to work with me, this is some of the work I do with my clients. It's powerful work. Really stepping into removing conditions on our ability to feel love. Reach out to me. BrookeBoothCoaching.com, B-R-O-O-K-E-B-O-O-T-H, coaching.com. Lots of information there on my website, but go to the page Work With Me, and you'll be able to click on a button where you can sign up for a free consultation. We'll take about an hour, learn about your mixed-faith marriage, and find out if you're a good fit for coaching. All right, wishing you the best.